Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Buffalo, Buffalo Gal, Buffalo Gal, Buffalo Gal, Buffalo Gal, Buffalo Gal. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, up dance by the light of the As I was walking down the street, down the street, down the street, a pretty little gal was testing me, oh, she was there to see. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, and dance by the light of the I danced with a gal with a hole in the stocking and her knees kept knocking and her shoes kept rocking. I danced with a gal with a hole in the stocking and we danced by the light of the moon. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals want to come out tonight and dance by the light of the moon. And dance by the light of the That's Mickey Furman, and it is from the album Westbound. Uh, and I guess I'll have to say the Wrangler Award-winning album Westbound. But this yeah. is this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host Gary Holt. Joining me is our guest co-host today, my lovely wife Mary Kay Holt. Good morning, Mary. Hello. Good morning. I think I heard I think I heard you yodeling on that song. I, I did. Mickey, uh this was my first studio. <laughs> Mickey had invited me to sing on this song with her and uh when I was in the studio they said, Who can yodel? And I said, Well, um, I kinda can yodel. So yeah. That was me. You you kinda I can learned, yodel. I learned but... from, yeah. I learned a little bit for I learned that from our first guest today. <laughs> ah, well, we're good. we're going to be having a good time with our first guest today. But uh, hey, by the way, I want to mention that this is Denise Withnell with Cowboy Celtic's birthday today. So I don't know whether Denise okay. is listening. Lovely. They they've been on the show a few times. Yeah. Well, a happy birthday to Denise, and uh, we look forward to having them back in the future. You know. So yeah. By the way, that was your first uh, time to meet Andy Renfrey and a couple of other ladies as you guys helped Mickey put that album together, didn't you? Yeah, you know, that's how life works. And that's, you know, we we get just placed in front of the people that are going to be influential in our lives. And that's what's so cool about this show, too, because, Gary, you know, your years of doing this show have connected a lot of people in Western music and in the equestrian world, and uh, it's really connected us as well. So it did. Pretty cool. It did. It, all it did. it did. Well, our first guest today is a good friend. It's Gary McMahon from Colorado. And then in the second part of the show today for the Campfire Cafe, we're going to be talking with Floyd Beard. And then on Saddle Up America, 
Mac Long is going to be joining us with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Backcountry Horsemen of America in Montana, where he is, and uh, maybe a little bit about the recent convention that just wrapped up with Backcountry Horsemen. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by Gary. It's one called Old Cowpoke. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Gary McMahon today on the Campfire Cafe. Cowpoke, I don't use no soap. I swing the rope and eat antelope. No sun, the thunder's got me buffalo. Devastation rides upon my breath, and I scared ladies plumb to death. When I rears back in the saddle, and I let the yodel go. Too much campfire smoke All this cowboy's headed for town Well, I just got paid And the cinch is sprayed This ain't no social call It's a raid I'm a lone wolf with a barbed wire teeth And it's my night to howl Some folks say that life is swell, and some say it's troublesome. But I don't care if it's heaven or hell, I'm gonna have me some fun. Now barkeep is at the double, pour me a double-double. Stronger liquor and weaker women's what I say. I'm gonna sit here and drink till I get full, and then try and stop a rodeo bull. There'll be a whole lot of me that's bluffing, boy, and a whole lot of me that Sheriff ain't taking a trail that I'm making back to wherever it is.
back to Campfire Cafe. Our very special guest today is Gary McMahon. And uh, just by way of introduction, um, we realize, Gary, we really have a legend on the with us today. Um, Gary McMahon, he has been oh. at the forefront of what uh, of, of music. Um, reading your website, it looks like it's being referred to as the New West. And it was a resurgence that happened with the coming of the Elko Cowboy Poetry Gathering. And uh, he had his songs um, recorded by the likes of Garth Brooks, Ian Tyson, Chris Ledoux, Rides in the Sky, Dave Stamey, and Junie Fisher. Um, he has really written um, some of the very, very best songs of this era of cowboy music. And it's a real honor to have Gary on the show today because he's also a personal friend to me and to to um, my husband, Gary. So welcome to the show, Gary McMahon. How are you, my friend? Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, the Riders in the Sky just re-released that uh uh, they re-recorded uh, Old Cowpoke, and it's going to be out on their new album. I love Man, it. And we're looking forward so, to that. We're looking forward to the new album. Yeah. So how are you, my friend? Yeah. Uh, I'm fine, and I just wanted to echo what Mary Kay said about you, Gary. Uh, to combine Western horse, uh, Western music with horses is brilliant. I think, and it really connects a lot of people, and so I'm proud of the work you do, and I, I genuinely am. Well, I just think it's well, wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to Mary Kay as well. So she gives me a compliment every now and then, but uh, but coming from you, that's pretty special. That is pretty special. Yeah, but don't get your hopes up, okay? <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, Gary, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, events in the news, and we talked about this Elon Musk rocket that launched today, and I think you told me that it blew up. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you I, had a story about being with the Seminoles or something, I think, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was down there on the Florida Cattle Drive, which they drive a thousand head of cattle across Florida. A thousand people drive a thousand head of cattle across Florida, and they're all Seminole cattle. So the Seminoles were the cow crew that kind of kept everything growing. Well, they wanted me to join them. So I spent a week down there driving these cattle across Florida with a bunch of Seminoles, and we'd let people uh, come up and help drive, you know, as we went across Florida. And we got to this fairgrounds on the uh, west side of Florida, and everything was over. And so we were watering our horses one night before we tied them up. And so I had three or four horses with me, and I was sitting on one bareback. And we all went down into this pool down there with a bunch of these Seminole Indians who are good cowboys, by the way. And what do you think happened next? No idea. Uh, uh, the space shuttle blasted off. <laughs> and <laughs> I had never seen anything like that in my life. And these all these Seminole Indians were telling me when the boosters separated and all that. And I thought, 
here I am sitting bareback on a horse worrying about getting bit by an alligator, and these Indians are telling me about the space shuttle up here and what it's doing, and, and they were so proud of it, and they knew exactly what was going on and when it was going on because they'd seen a bunch of those launches and stuff, and it just so seemed cool. like such a dichotomy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Now, it, it is weird. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, I had I had some other news that came out today, Gary, and uh, and this was something that was on uh, CBS this morning, and it was uh, this woman was accused of attacking her husband with his guitars, if you can believe that. And the judge asked her if it was a first offender, and she replied, "No, first the Gibson, second." Offender. <laughs> a little guitar humor. A little guitar humor. You should have hit him with the fender first. It's got more bulk to it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Well, you are always so much fun to visit with, but uh, and, and you've got some really humorous music and poetry that you share. But this is not so humorous. This is a beautiful song. It's one of my favorites, and it's one that you've done called Angel. Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with our friend Gary today on the Campfire Cafe. Bluebird Blue 
Till we fit each other's arms So naturally We got the freedom we both need Got the room to do what's right And I got an angel in my Got the freedom we both need Got the room to do what's right And I got an angel in my life Wow, what a beautiful song. That's Angel by our guest today. On Campfire Cafe, Gary McMahon. Wow, that's so romantic. That's a really romantic song. Well, thank you very much. It's one of my wife's favorite songs. I bet. You know, um, your songwriting, I always appreciate your lyrics. Um, You, when you're approaching a song, it feels like you approach your lyrics with um, a lot of care. I think all songwriters do. But you always seem to find a simple way to say something complex. And you've got some really beautiful turns of phrases in your songs, like don't want to make a a blue bird blue. And also, I think the sentiment that you have in the song about having um, both of you having room and the space that you need. And um, it just feels honest. It feels real instead of just like a normal run-of-the-mill love song. So beautiful job. Well, thank you. I I wrote it from life as I write all my songs. You know, there may be a whole lot of BS in there as well, but but I I wrote that one from what I was experiencing at the time. And I think that's where all good songs come from. Certainly, yes. Well, you are one of my favorite. You're one of my favorite songwriters and and you you have some great stories that you put into both your music and your poetry and uh and i was just sitting here thinking you know i called you about a month or so ago about coming on the show and you couldn't do it because you were out on a trail ride somewhere you've done a little trail riding a little packing in your day haven't you oh my little outfit uh, yeah yeah, every you know, every day for about ten years, we saddled them up and away we went. And <clears throat> so, when my friends say, you know, we ought to take a pack trip someplace, and I'm going, yeah, that might be a good idea. Uh, all we need is a dozen mules and all the supplies and all the saddles and. And the trailers, and and to get permission to go into the back country, and it, yeah, that's all we need. Yeah, <laughs> simple. Well, simple. I, I'm I'm yeah. going to get to another one that is one of my favorites, and this had to come about from some time back outfitting or packing or trail riding. Tell us about grizzly bears. Oh my! It, well. Uh, everybody gets around the campfire, and they start telling stories. And yes. 
it's always about bears, rattlesnakes, or women. Uh, <laughs> you know, it never fails. And so I had, oh, about four or five pack trips to do one year, and I thought, well, I need a new song for the the pack trip season, you know. And so I started stringing together all these outfitter jokes about grizzly bears, and this is what I came up with. You know, it's just one of those deals from just being out there doing it, you know, and all of this song just kind of fell into place. It's all right. a bit well, irreverent. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. But let's take a listen to Grizzly Bears. Come back and talk more with Gary McMahon today on the Campfire Cafe. I had several pack trips to do this year. And, and uh, so I thought, you know, I mean, they use me uh, on these pack trips. People that take pack trips know that after about the second night, you get all talked out around the campfire. And as my dear old daddy used to say, a little personality helps even in a whorehouse, you know. So. So they hire me to go along and do these deals, you know, and I sing and uh, recite poems around the campfire and stuff, ride along with them, yodel up the canyons, that kind of stuff. And uh, I was thinking, since I had about seven of them to do, I thought, you know, I need a new campfire song. And, there, and there's three topics that always come up around the campfire, that always talked about, and that's bears, rattlesnakes, and women. Not necessarily in that order, but... I thought if I could write a song about any one of those three, I'd have me a new campfire song ready to go. And about that time, I fortuitously got this pamphlet from the Montana Department of Game and Fish telling you what to do in the event you were attacked by a grizzly bear. Now, I don't have the talent to write that level of humor, so I just stole their pamphlet and put it into this song. And it's called, it's called Talking Grizzly Bear Blues. In light of the rising frequency of human grizzly bear hostilities, the Department of Game and Fish reminds us who ought to venture into the backcountry without first taking extra precaution. They advise that all outdoorsmen wear little bells hung in their clothes or hair, for they say you must first beware not to startle an unsuspecting bear. Reckon they want the bear to be good and ready for you when you get there. They also recommend pepper spray, so in the event of an encounter, you can repel a bear in a kinder, gentler, non-lethal way. Unless, of course, you're spraying into the wind, which will leave you blind in second, and that just makes the old bear grin, because he likes them easy pickings. They say to know where bears are at, you need to identify a bear scout. If you run into a pile of berries and 
squirrel hair. Have no fear, sir. That's black bear. The grizzly scout'll scare you. Make you a fast stepper. Cause it's full of little bells and it smells like pepper. He's a grizz is what he is, is ain't no any the poo. He'll tear your limbs from limb and then he'll eat you. So what are you gonna do? If you do have an encounter in the outback and you and your companion comes under attack, take heart, sir. You don't need to outrun the bear. You merely have to outrun your partner. They say if you are charged, don't run. Stay calm. Talking soft monotone. Maybe recite the 23rd song. Me, I might manage a little grin. Then poop myself till my head caved in and my whole deal would blow right out my sphincter and I'd be dead before the bear could even get there. If you study the facts, you become aware that the game and fish is rooting for the bears. <laughs> but if you do follow these guidelines, which are admittedly not without hazard, you'll be substantially contributing to the well-being of the species. Or you could just shoot the bastard. He's a grizz, what he is. This ain't no any the poo. He'll tear your limb from limb and it'll eat you. So what are you gonna do? Good. 
Um, but one of the oh, most thanks. magical things about your performances are when you perform um, the old double diamond. And that is your signature song. It's the song that's going to outlive you, Gary. It's an amazing song. It's been covered by so many different artists. And, um, you know, my husband, Gary, was asking me if I knew the story behind it, and I don't. So I'm wondering if you could share the story with our audience today on on this song, The Old Double Diamond. Uh, sure. I uh, my dad was a cattle trucker. He owned 55 head of cattle trucks out of Greeley, Colorado, and Greeley was the place where they started uh, uh, feeding cattle, you know, feeding them up and stuff. So we had Fars and Monforts, and and uh, uh, they invented cattle feeding. So we haul cattle for everybody. And uh, uh, what this all led up to was he had friends all over the west and we went up to this ranch called the abcross ranch and it's uh west of dubois uh uh wyoming up there and we went up there fishing one time and we got done fishing and we were fixing to leave and ab said you're not leaving yet the old double diamond's going on sale tomorrow and uh and it's one of the classical ranches in this country. It was part of the old mill iron ranch, which was millions of acres. And it was the farthest point west that you could get a hot meal or your horse shod before you hit it into that country that happens before you hit the Tetons. And that's mm-hmm. big country up there. Yeah. And it was it was just a great old ranch. And everybody was so sad that it was going on the auction block. And I thought, you know, this is the story of the West right here, you know. And there was yeah. a bunch of old cowboys around there, and they were, you know, running the stock through the sale barn uh, that they had fixed up up there and selling all the horses and saying goodbye to their horses. It was just heartbreaking. And yeah. then after they got done, they threw their saddles and their duffel in the back of an old truck. And I said, where are you guys going? And they said, oh, we're off to find another cowboy job. It's all we can do. And I thought, oh, man. So I wrote the bones of that song uh, as we drove down from Dubois to Greeley, Colorado. I wrote the bones for it. And then I went back to Nashville uh, and uh, took me about, eight months i think i'm ashamed to say that but it took me about eight months to whittle it down and you know like ian tyson used to tell me write everything you know about a song and the best way you know how to do it and then take an axe to it wow. <laughs> yeah. and uh so that's what i did and i came out with the old double diamond and uh uh I was sitting there at my little, I had a shack on 17th Avenue South. It's now a high rise, but it was just this little shack on 17th Avenue South. And Bonnie Garner was the head of A&R for CBS Records. And Bonnie was a good friend of mine. And uh, one night I was sitting there trying to write a song, and there was this knock on the door, and it was Bonnie Garner and Ian Tyson. And Ian had been kicking around there, and he got to crying to Bonnie about how there weren't no cowboys in Nashville. And she said, well, (laughs) not quite. 
She said, come <laughs> with me. And so they showed up on my door with a bottle of whiskey and, a, and <laughs> Ian Tyson <laughs> there. And he came in, and, uh, you know, of course, we got along great. And he played me a few songs, and I played him a few songs. And I played him the old Double Diamond, and I think he uh, he had me play it for him like ten times in a row. And he said, I'm going to record that song. And he did it on uh, his old Corrells and Sagebrush album, which was right before wow. the uh, the Poetry Gatherings came along. It was in 1982. And wow. it really put, really put my name on the map, you know, I mean – Everybody knew that song. They didn't. They didn't know what I looked like, but they sure knew the words to that song. Yeah. And it was just kind of one of those deals that you that happens when you hang around Nashville long enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's pretty amazing, and everybody, everybody in the world has recorded this song. Matter of fact, when I got ready to pick out this song to download for the show. It just kept showing up, yeah. it, you know. It's like now I got to find Gary's version of the song, but this is a fantastic <laughs> song. You know, we we talked with some folks about uh, the, a song that they wrote that had done so well. I guess this thing probably helped buy the ranch, didn't it? Yes, it yeah. did. <laughs> and then I got to warn you though, if you do it in Wyoming. There's going to be some old drunk out there that says, B.S., you didn't write that song. Chris Ledoux wrote that song. <laughs> so rather than getting in a fist fight with a drunk in Wyoming, I just agree with him. Oh, gosh, You're right. Clears. I lied. He wrote it. <laughs> well, this is a great song. And uh, for our worldwide audience, you now know the story of the old Dumb Diamond. And let's take a listen to that now. Took more than I thought I could stand. 
selling out And I'm moving on But I'm leaving with more than I came Cause I got this saddle It ain't for sale And I got this song to sing I got a new range to find A new knot to tie In a country Cowboys are kings I turn the tail to the wind Turn the old double diamond And it disappeared into the same Double Diamond, Gary McMahon, and that is one of those songs that you just will never forget. And uh, oh, so much. great, great song. I, I do have one announcement to make. Uh, Garth Brooks is wrote a book, and he put six CDs in there. And uh, he just told me uh, on those CDs uh, there was a song that he wrote with me uh, called "A Cowgirl Saddle." And he included on on his best of Garth Brooks stuff, but now he's re-releasing that song uh, with uh, this book and this six-CD set. So, uh, you know, that's just great. When old Garth does something, that just brings the cash together, I'll tell you that. Uh, That That's great news. That is so cool. That is so cool. Well, Gary, yeah, how many generations have, have you been in Colorado? How many generations are you? Well, uh, I'm the second generation. My dad came from Hannibal, Missouri, and my mother from Chillicothe, Missouri, and they moved out here uh, during the Depression, and both families lost their farms and their uh, stuff back in the depression and so they just packed up their suitcases and came to Colorado and they arrived with a car and all they could hold in their suitcase and that was it I mean they even uh, led the ponies so, uh, that the kids used to ride up onto the auction block sold the whole thing out in Missouri and came, moved to Colorado oh, wow. wow so wow. that's that's where I came from so you know, when you sit down at the supper table, you don't gripe about what's on the table. <laughs> That's true. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think there are quite a few guys that came from Missouri that did very well in the Western music world. Didn't uh, Jack Hanna? Didn't the Hannas come from Missouri as well? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a tragedy to lose Jack and so many others uh, in the past year. Just sad, yeah. sad, oh sad. Yeah. Do you, sad. Do you have time for a little story about Jack Hanna and those guys? Yes. I do. I, don't. I do. Uh, yeah. Well, I was uh, went to the first Western Music Association deal in Las Vegas. This was when they were just forming it. And I found this kid out there that just sang like an angel, and his name was Lon Hanna. And so, anyway, he gave me a cassette tape, and I had to unload 10 tons of hay one day. And 
and this tape got lost in my truck. And so I dug under the seat and found this tape called The Sons of the San Joe Quinn. <laughs> what the devil is that? And so I put it in and uh, had the had the speakers blaring out so where I could hear it while I was unloading hay, and it just blew me away. So I called yeah. Lon up, and I said, you guys need to be at the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. And he said, I would love to come, but Dad and my Uncle Jack won't come unless they pay him. And I said, well, here's the deal. I said, I think I can get you on a show there, a uh, show or two there, and you guys need to be there. So lie to them. Just tell them they're getting paid. And then <laughs> when you get here, after about 48 hours after you get here, I will fess up and tell them that I told you to lie. And so he did. He lied to them, and so they thought they were getting paid, so they came to the poetry gathering, and oh I got them on a show there. <laughs> and the first show I got him on was an afternoon yodeling show, and then Hal Cannon saw him and put him mm. on the night show that night. And then Michael Martin wow. Murphy saw him at that gathering at one of those shows and then signed them to Warner Brothers Records, and that's how they came to Oh, my uh, gosh. Get that yeah. label. I love, uh, I love that me. story. They, they owe you. Me. So on my uh, a Cowboy and Day album, I said, listen, you guys owe me a favor. And they said, you're right, we do. And so they sang all the backup on uh, a Cowboy and Day for me for free. Awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. It wow. was wow. great. That is a great story. That is a great story. Well, Gary, as always, you are so much fun to have on the show. And uh, and I look forward to seeing you in Albuquerque in November, first Yay, time yeah. that I will have met you. And I am so looking forward to, to seeing you there. Face to and, face. Uh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, been, and it's been, I just think it's so wonderful. You keep this show going and you combine the horses and the Western music and everything. You know, I just thought that was brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But love having you on. Tell everybody how they can get your great music and poetry. Um, you're only cheating yourself if you don't get the complete set. And you can get it by going to singingcowboy.com. And Dusty Rogers, Roy Rogers' boy, would give me personal favors to have that website. But I got it back <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> uh, gosh. We'll be sure and check him out. Gary, thank you yeah. so much for being with us today. And uh, we're going to close out this segment with another great song. It's called Mountain Flower. And Gary, we'll see you in November in Albuquerque. Thanks again for being okay. with us. Okay. Thank and you, Mary Gary. Kay, it was so great to hear your voice again. Uh, it's just been too long. I know. Lovely visit. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Here oh, we go. This is Mountain Flower. Gary McMahon. By the grassy banks of a high mountain stream I lay me down to dream a lost and lonely dream 
It was there by the laughing, dancing waters I chanced to meet the mountain's daughter. And I must have talked for hours with that sweet mountain flower. Before I knew we was dancing through the daisies, these old spurs of mine. Never sang so sweet There I was Just going blue jay crazy Falling in love with the girl Who was falling in love with me Have you ever Felt the power Of a There's a cabin in the meadow with a wood-burning stove Where the love of a cowboy and his mountain flower grows I ain't lost now and I ain't lonely be found hanging around the range these days just me and my lady up in the shining mountains living loving and laughing our lives away it's cowboy heaven and it's ours me and my sweet EquestrianLegacy.net on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. When we come back, we are going to be talking with the International Western Music Association Poet of the Year, Mr. Floyd Beard. But right now, let's take a listen to a great poem by Floyd. It's one called, I Ain't a Hermit. Well, now I ain't no real recluse. Hermit ain't my real excuse. But neighbors, they are sparse where I come from. I often sit and talk a spell, but a poet said it well. I like folks best when they are scattered some. So let my story now unwind, build a picture in your mind of canyon land that's rugged, vast, and free. Where broken canyons braid for miles, mountain peaks stack up in piles. 
A torn and arid range is what you'll see. There I awake and stretch and yawn, then I ride out on the dawn where prairies melt into the canyons deep. A bunch of cattle I find there in the cool, crisp morning air on lush grass near a canyon bottom seep. Melodic spurs, steel shoes on rock, softly sing out as we walk neath sandstone cliffs that beetle way up high. The prickly pear are in full bloom where the ponderosa loom in stark contrast against an azure sky. Near noon I pass a canyon pool of fresh water clear and cool. Neath pines the cattle shade up from the sun. I sit and lean against a tree, pony hobbled grazing free. My canyon cafe's charm is next to none. Through rocks and brush on trails so dim upward to the canyon rim, my pony and a good dog by my side. We pause atop the sandstone cliffs and enjoy the fragrant whiffs of sagebrush as we gaze on vistas wide. Then cross the mesa I ride out, salt and water on my route. The grass is green, the mill is pumping free. Sure, we could use a soaking rain, but you won't hear me complain. With grass and water, I'll just let her be. A large crevasse defines the trail, down through boulders, brush, and shale. We wind our way back to the canyon floor, passed by an old homesteader shack, weathered walls now sag and crack, a vestige to their dreams held long before. I rein my pony toward home, turning loose my thoughts to roam o'er morning trails and canyon coves of rest. Storm clouds build high o'er canyon brow, so we hit a long trot now. To hustle to the ranch sure might be best. Now on my canyon porch I stand, cup of coffee in my hand, lost in thoughts and thunder from above. My collie cowers neath my feet, rain-washed breezes smell so sweet, revival to the country that I love. Well, like I said back at the start, I ain't a hermit in my heart. Though I live out where the land is vast and free, I love my friends in all their ways, but I'm most at home those days in the saddle, just my pony, dog, and me. I ain't a hermit. That's Floyd Beard. And when we started the show, Mary Kay mentioned that we had two legendary Western performers join us, and this is the second one. Floyd Beard, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. It sure is good to be with you today. Well, it is great to have you with us. Are you out in California today? No, not yet. We leave in just a couple days. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, the Santa Cruz Cowboy Poetry Gathering is getting cranked back up after a three-year absence, isn't it? Yes. I'm going to not quite make it clear to California. I'll be out at the Genoa Western oh, Heritage okay. Day. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mary Kay did that one last year and just had a great yeah, time. Yeah. So, wonderful event. Yeah. You yeah. want to warn him about who to look out for, Mary Kay, when he's out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, watch out for Bear, apparently, on Main Street. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Tell, tell Floyd that story real quick. Oh, my goodness. So after the performance that I did 
at the city hall there, which is such a great town for music, and the whole community comes out and enjoys the concert. Um, Gary Allegretto shared the stage with me, and um, <clears throat> right across the street from where the performers will be performing, which will be you this year, um, Floyd, they have the Nevada's oldest bar. And so um, my friend, and Gary Allegretto invited my friend and I over there, and as we were leaving the bar later that night, someone yelled out, be careful, there's a bear out here on Main Street. And sure enough, there was a bear on Main Street. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so just a heads up you, there. You, you're kind of cleaning that story up just a little bit, but that's okay. I did. I cleaned up the story considerably, Floyd. <laughs> so, oh, she'll yeah. tell you later. Yeah. She'll tell you later. She'll tell you later. <laughs> Uh, guys, so how you been doing, my friend? I don't I'm know why great. I thought you were going to Santa yeah. Clarita, by the way, but uh, I guess yeah, you've I'm done ready. that gathering out there, haven't you? No, I have not. I'd like to do that one one of these days, but I'm getting out to Genoa. That's about as close as you can get to California and not get there. That's All right. so true. All right. All right. Well, we'll put a word in. So Floyd needs to be at the yeah. uh, Santa Cruz gathering sometime. And I guess Mary yeah, Kay, you need to go back fun. too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We, let's go back together yep. with Valerie as well. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be great. That would be great. So uh, tell us a little bit for the folks that are listening around the world may not have caught us uh, because you've been on the show a couple of different times in the past. But tell us a little bit about where you are and uh, and what kind of ranching you're doing out in Colorado. Okay. We, uh, Valerie and I, have a, a small cow-calf operation in the canyons of southeastern Colorado, and it's the northern drainages of the dry Cimarron. And so it's rugged, dry, uh, cedar, covered, a lot of choya cactus, a lot of prickly pear, and rocky, rough country. And that poem that you just played about Ain't a Hermit, the way I came up with that title is our nearest neighbor to the north is about five miles away. Oh, wow. To the south, about 30 miles away. Oh, wow. So we're out here on the county road, often we'll have one or two cars go by every two or three days. So wow. we, it's about as rural as we like it. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like it. Yeah. So ain't a hermit uh, where I talk about being out where the land is vast and free. Well, it is pretty much unpopulated. Well, I think awesome. I think I remember I think I remember asking Valerie one time uh, how much land you had out there, and I think she said it was a pretty small spread, just a thousand acres. Yeah, we're we're just we run on a little over a thousand acres, and and that'll only run about twenty five head here at the house. So. Yeah, I told her I told her a thousand acres here in Tennessee would be huge, but uh, yeah. but out there it's not so large, is it? No, no, it takes a lot of country to run a cow out here, and it takes a good cow that can get out and walk. Mm-hmm. And well, I've got a good friend. Um, yeah, I've got a good friend, Mike Major, and uh, 
and he's mm-hmm. got 25,000 acres up there in, in uh, I think, in New Mexico. And he said the cows don't run. They just kind of go with a slow lope to graze, yeah. try to get all the grass. <laughs> I got That's about what they have to do. Yep. Yeah. So how long you been there, Floyd? We've been here at the house about six years now. We built a new house. The old house that was here, we would love to have kept it, but it was set up in about 1880, 86, somewhere in there, and there was no foundation. It was laid up on rock. Yeah. And then it was a rock house, and there was no concrete. It was all put together with dobe. Wow. And wow. It was it was still standing and doing really good. I only had a couple of oh, minor cracks in the walls, but there was no way to to put a floor in there with no foundation. And yeah. so yeah. we saved the rock from the house and we've used those to build the fireplace and to put some rock work in the backyard and things like that. Oh, but that's great. We built a built a new house here and we love it. It's oh, that's great. Really that's great. Really down here by ourselves, but we really like that. This morning sitting there drinking coffee, watching the deer and the wild turkey in the backyard and I'm kinda of kind of wishing living. I was there. Kinda of wishing I yeah. was there. I miss being out in the country. So how did uh, how did cowboy poetry start for you? You know, I We've been doing cowboy poetry now since the 1970s. Hello. And when you add that up, that's are you still hello, there? Hello. I'm hearing you. You're not hearing me. Can you hear me there? I hear you, Gary. I can hear you, Gary. Floyd, can you hear me? I can hear you, Mary Kay. Okay. Well, I think it probably is still recording, and Gary will probably be able to get everything established. But you were doing poetry since the 1970s? Yes. And when I started doing poetry, I didn't even know there was a genre called cowboy poetry. I was cowboying, and and I liked to write little stories down as I was inspired throughout my day in the saddle. And I'd take them back to the house and and write up these poems and, and little songs, put them to chords and things. And uh, so I was a cowboy writing poetry. I didn't know there was such a thing as cowboy <laughs> poetry. And when did you, when were you first when did you first hear cowboy poetry and realize that's what you had been doing? Well, actually my dad asked me if I would share some of my stories with his teacher groups. He was an administrator in the school. And so I did that and first thing you know, I was invited to share out at the county fair. And so I went out to the county fair, and it was a cold, rainy night. And I had two people show up. Woo-hoo. And I gave them, I gave them, by golly, a full 
40-minute show. And one of them happened to be the organizer for the Colorado Cowboy Poetry Gathering at that time in Arvada. And I got invited to it and found out that, oh, my goodness, there's all kinds of people do this. Well, this is fun. (laughs) And so I've been doing it. That's amazing. Ever since. And I didn't know there was gatherings or anything. Wow. You know, Floyd, I as I was getting my career going in Western music, I think you you that's I met you and Valerie along the way and I got to kind of see you grow both of you kind of grow in um popularity and um our friendship grew and it it's just been so heartening to see you doing so well. And um and not only you, but Valerie as well. So you, you know, you and I. Oh, Gary, you're back. I don't know what happened. I'm back. I'm glad you guys were carrying yeah. on. So just carry <laughs> on, Mary Kay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we were just re- reminiscing because um, as I was as I was building my career in Western music, Floyd and Valerie were coming on the scene as well, and so we would see each other quite often at different gatherings. Floyd has just become yep. more and more in demand. It just a, a one, you are just a wonderful poet, and so it's so fun to see you get that um, recognition for what you do. Well, it's really been fun because it's something that I've just always loved to do. And yeah. my mother would would tell me that when I was a little bitty feller, I'd I'd be standing in the middle of the adults telling a story. I still get to tell my stories now and and I get to travel all over doing it and I just love it that's awesome so that awesome. is awesome so you want to get to a poem Mary Kay yeah I think it, I think we should well let's take a listen to where the sagebrush billows roll and uh, we're going to come back hopefully I'll get to come back I don't know where I went. And uh, we'll be talking with Floyd Beard again today on the Campfire Cafe. My mind turns back on the beaten track to the days of the long ago. Back to a land where the mountains stand with their glistening caps of snow. Though far away from that land today, I'm there in my heart and soul. In the grand old west that I love the best. Where the sagebrush billows roll. Again I seem in a misty dream to be where the morning sun shines bright and fair on the gray buttes there as the shadows leap and run or the mesas wide to the farther side like a racer to his goal in the grand old west that I love the best where the sagebrush billows roll. And the blossoms nod from the prairie sod and the note of the lark rings clear And I catch a gleam of a winding stream that ripples upon the ear. And it sings a song as it speeds along over ripple, rock, and shoal. A song of the West that I love the best, where the sagebrush billows roll. I lift my eyes where the sand dunes rise and the desert lizard crawls. And I gaze afar where the canyons are with their rough-hewn granite walls. 
Where the skies are blue and the clouds drift through in a hazy and filmy scroll. In the golden west that I love the best, where the sagebrush billows roll. And the lure is strong as the siren song that rings in my ears today. And it beckons me where the winds blow free or the sagebrush seas of gray. And I'll go back to that rough log shack where I've lived in my heart and soul. Back to the west that I love the best where the sagebrush billows roll. I love that. I love that. That's where the sagebrush billows roll. We're talking with Floyd Beer today on the Campfire Cafe. And uh, and I apologize for any technical problems that I've been having, but hopefully I'm back and uh, and things are going okay. So can you guys hear me okay? We yeah. sure can. Good, 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 that, good, that good. sagebrush billows roll, that's an E.A. Brennan stool poem, an old one. That's a great I one. I really like yeah. Brennan Stool. He's a he was a great poet. Do you have a favorite Floyd? Do you have a favorite poet that was out you there? You know, I get asked that a lot and I, I really don't. If I had to choose one, I would guess it would be Henry Herbert Nibbs just because okay. of his choice of words. Okay. All right. Well, there there were some great ones that were there, but there are great ones like you that are continuing on with this great tradition. And uh, where's your favorite? I don't want to put you on the spot, but where's your favorite gathering to attend? Oh, my. There's some really nice ones. I really like the one out at Prescott, Arizona. Yeah. I think it's a great one. Yeah. And the Colorado Me- gathering's a really nice one. Durango, there, there's lots of them. It's hard to just say. It's just hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The people yeah. really work hard at them, and they all have their own little flavor, and and I'm really enjoying getting to go to some new ones. Well, it's great to see the gatherings coming back again after being being everybody shut down during the pandemic, and so it's, it's yeah. tremendous to see people getting back out again. But uh, you will have a ball. I know Mary Kay had a ball in Genoa, and and uh, maybe she'll tell you some of the stories from last year. Maybe not. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, we're going to have sure. to meet up at a gathering one of these days so I can see There we go. There we go. There yeah. we go. It was good to see everybody in um, uh, Albuquerque last fall. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and we're looking forward to doing that. I want to get to another poem right quickly, and this is one called Branding Time. Tell us about this one, Floyd. The Branding Time came from branding right here north of Kim, Colorado. And uh, we decided that we'd just do it old style. So we camped on the branding ground and cooked there and had a big uh, branding picnic and did the whole deal. And when I went home, I sat down and penned that poem. And I often tell audiences that that's just the way it happens all across the the uh, Western United States, at least during in the livestock country. And yeah. um, so that's kind of where that one came from. It happens just that way. 
All right. Well, let's take a listen to branding time, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. We were standing around the branding fire, swapping some old yarns, getting jobs and tools lined out and waiting on the irons. The calves and cows pinned nearby were singing their misery. It's a western style of branding time on the high plains wide and free. We were in the saddle for daylight was pinking up the east and the cooks began in the early morn building up a branding feast. Then a call sings out, the irons are hot, punch a hole in your twine. Drag some calves round to the crew and we'll brand them up just fine. I can hear that din of building. A branding symphony, cattle bawling, burners roaring, cowboys singing out wild and free. A calf gets roped and a cow heads out. They cut her back on a dime. Cattle country rituals, a western branding time. The sun grows high and the irons grow hot and heat builds all around. Dark stained shirts, smoke and dust, a breath of air cannot be found. Humming ropes catch those heels, calves drag to the crew. Soon as one's done, another one comes till the last one's been run through. Then it's noontime now, the fire's turned down, there's teasing all around. The young bucks take the brunt of it, sitting cross-legged on the ground. But the food is good, the drinks are cold, plates piled high and free. Picnic on the branding ground, about the best you'll ever see. Then the work moves on, each does his share, the day goes fading by with laughter, yells, and bawling calves as the sun arcs through the sky. A rope gets pulled beneath a tail, the blow-up's on a colt. Cowboy sticks to the saddle seat, but he takes a mighty jolt. Then it's quiet now, the cattle's paired, the work's done for the day. The cowboys have all gathered round, someone's showing off a bay. But the tools are packed and the food is stored. He's coiling up his twine. Neighbors helping neighbors, a western life so fine. Can you hear it? Can you hear that din of building? That branding symphony with cattle bawling and burners roaring and cowboys singing out wild and free? A calf gets roped and a cow heads out and they cut her back on a dime. Cattle country ritual. A Western branding time. <laughs> Floyd Beard is our very special guest today here on Campfire Cafe, and I've been at those brandings, and you captured it beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's a, it's a fun time, and there's lines in there about like that one where the, some cowboy's showing off a bay. We were at that branding, and and there's a cowboy north of town here, really good with horses, and he was starting one, and he led him out there in the middle of the corral and laid mm-hmm. him down and then got on him and then stood him up and Show just off. doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really fun. So, And that's where that ended up in the poem then. I love it. Well, how can our audience find you? Where is the best place for, for our audience to connect with you? At my website, floydbeardcowboy.com. Okay. And, and I encourage you both here. I was going to say, they can go on there and order CDs or whatever. They're sure welcome to email me if they'd like. 
did and I you know both Gary and I encourage everyone to to get your poetry into their homes and with you there's kind of a double deal because your wife is a wonderful poet as well and Valerie yeah. Beard um she's an amazing poet as well and just to give everybody a little heads up one of my favorite poems that we didn't get to listen to today is uh, a Christmas poem. And uh, so you'll have to look for that. What is the name of that <laughs> poem that I'm talking about? Papa Noel. Uh, All right. Everybody needs to find Papa Noel. And by the way, Floyd Floyd's a pretty good Santa Claus. If you ever listen to one of our shows in December, you'll hear you'll hear Papa Noel live and in person yeah. on there. But anyway, yeah. well, Floyd, we you that. have absolutely been great. I'm sorry again about yes. the technical problems that we had, but uh, you absolutely have been great. We look forward to having you come back again, and we encourage everyone to visit his website, get his great poetry, and find out where he'll be performing along the trail. So, Floyd, thanks for being with us. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. And and I'm I'm sure sincere when I say that it's been too long since we've seen each other, Mary Kay. Yes. We need need to end up at a a gathering together and catch up on time. I saw you briefly in Albuquerque, but they had his book so tight and going hard. And <laughs> yes. It's a great time, but I didn't ever get time to stop and talk much. Uh, I yes. know. We really do need to make that happen. Yeah. All right. We look forward to doing that. We're going to wrap this segment up with uh, the windmill song. And, Floyd, thanks again for being with us today. Look forward to talking to okay. you soon. Okay. Thank, right. thank you very much. Windmill song is one of my favorites. All right. Here we go. The day was long, and the wind and the heat were a-building as the cowboy came riding up to the well. From the saddle seat, he'd seen the tower or a mile away, saying, Come, all who are thirsty, the prairie sentinel seemed to yell. As his pony satisfied his thirst from the old galvanized tank, the cowboy drank long and deep from the cool standpipe's flow. Then taking the kerchief from around his neck, He wetted in the crystal clear stream, and he splashed his parched face and neck, dribbling some onto his dusty boot toe. With their thirst subdued, he sat back in the shade and listened to the rhythm and beat of the life-giving mill. It rattled and clanked with the slack worn by the wind in the years, but the water rose from the earth and the tank it did fill. He watched the mill's tail as it swung in the breeze, facing the blades into the brunt of the wind. Blades turned and gears meshed and the sucker rod fell. Then as the pitman turned, the rod rose once again. As he lingered, the cattle gathered round the cool water to drink. And they'll drink here for years to come, he thought, and today's are not nearly the first. And the cowboy's thoughts turned to the preacher's words as from the Bible he read, Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. And he thought how steady the mill is with the leathers worn by the sand and the checks in the working barrel are old and they leak some. But the water like the word standing true through all time saying come all who are thirsty all to the waters come. The cattle lingered near the well some grazing some resting. Peace and contentment in the relief from their thirst showing through and The mill seemed to say that when the word is drank into our lives, 
It creates peace and contentment in God's children, too. The cowboy rose, checked his cinch, and then mounted to ride. Then he paused, hat in hand, with his face to the blue sky above. He said, thank you, sir, for your message to me here this day. A message of hope and promise, contentment and love. The cowboy rode on, pondering his sermon from a mill, while the weathered prairie sentinel pumped on steadfast and strong. Then he reined up again to listen to the rhythmic humming and beat. Have faith in the word, and your thirst will be met, were the words to a windmill song. Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment with Backcountry Horsemen of America. I spend my days with horses That's just fine with me Got a good woman by my side Just the way it's supposed to be I'll make the best of what comes my way There's no need to wonder why Cause I'm gonna be a cowboy till I die I'm not at home in the city It ain't the place for me I can't find my way when I'm there I just can't breathe I gotta see the mountains And the wide open sky Well, I guess I'll be a cowboy Till I die I'm gonna be a cowboy Till I die To that sweet by and by Till the good Lord says I'm ready For my home beyond the sky Well, I reckon I'll be a cowboy Till I
Well, I reckon I'll be a cowboy till I That's the Cowboy Till I Die, the Cowboy Way. Welcome back to Saddle Up America. I'm your host, Gary Holt. And joining me is our friend, Mr. Mac Long with Backcountry Horsemen of Montana. Hey, Mac, how are you? Very good, Gary. How are you? I am doing pretty well. So it's been like a busy week with Backcountry Horsemen of America, hasn't it? It has. Um, this is kind of a special year for us. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of, uh, of Backcountry Horsemen, and we we started the week out. We had three days here in Montana uh, with the state convention, uh, and then we wrapped up with uh, three more days of the national convention with Backcountry Horsemen members from all over the country being here. Wow, wow. Well, did you get any business taken care of? There was actually a surprising amount of business taken care of, in spite of, in spite of all the events that was going on. But uh, yeah, it was it was all very good. Well, what do we have to look forward to with Backcountry Horseman America as we roll into? You know, it's not going to be long before 2024 gets here, but we still have a little <laughs> bit of 2023. Has this been a fast year for you, Mac? I mean, it's been like crazy for me. It has been. Uh, it, in fact, it's just amazing how fast time is flying in general. But, um, yeah, there's actually a lot of neat things going on as far as uh, trying to keep uh, public trails open uh, across the country uh, so people have places to ride in uh, wilderness and backcountry areas. And, uh, you know, that's what backcountry do, does. Is we're, our goal is to work with our uh, federal agencies to uh, to keep all those trails open. So that's where we've been focusing our, our energy and our time. Well, I know with the Montana's nas- annual convention that was going on and the national uh, board meeting that was taking place, uh, are there any programs that we need to be looking at uh, in particular as we roll into uh, this next year? Well, probably there's again there's there's several of those. Uh, probably one of the the newest big ones that we're going to be taking on is um, we've we've decided as a as a national organization we're going to adopt what we're calling light on the land, and uh, what that is is uh, an increased effort to educate stock users uh, on the proper use of backcountry. So the things that we need to be doing when we're camping and traveling. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're in urban areas or uh, semi-rural areas or wilderness and backcountry. Uh, you know the the behaviors that we all exhibit affect uh, you know the, the way those areas are managed. And so our goal is going to be to educate uh, stock users uh, in the proper use of of uh, using horses and mules in the backcountry, so that we can keep this tradition going. Um, hopefully. I'll say indefinitely, and hopefully that's the case. Yeah. So have there been any particular problems that uh, that the stock users have uh, brought on these backcountry trails? 
Well, not uh, I guess not in particular, but there there's always the issue of um, you know uh, with with when you're traveling in the backcountry with stock, uh, you know horses are big animals and right. uh, they do have the they do have the ability if if they're not uh, tied up and managed if you're grazing in the backcountry or whatever um, you know they they do have a, the potential to do damage and. What we're our, what our goal is is through proper handling, um, we can educate people to minimize that damage or, or eliminate it a hundred percent. And how we how we treat that land is is critical so that all the users that use it. I mean, backcountry horsemen's big thing is, you know, we clear trails and keep trails open uh, in conjunction with our federal partners to um, to keep those trails open for all public users. And we just want to we want to set a, a good example. Okay, all right. And then one of the one of the things that um, we've talked about quite a bit in the past is for people to be aware of leaving no trace when they're in the backcountry. And uh, how is that going? Are people being more careful about that as they're out trail riding and and exploring both? backcountry and front country uh, they are and that's that's actually what the light on the land is is it's kind of the next step beyond the l, l the leave no trace the lnt program lnt and leave no trace is an, is an excellent program uh it's not specifically designed for stock use it is primarily for the masses of people that are going out there um, backpacking hiking canoeing uh whatever um and and so that was our feeling was that we needed to go a step further, um, and that's why we're taking on the light on the land is to just uh, carry that to the next level, and and it's going to focus only on uh, stock users, uh, horses and mules, and so that's kind of the difference. Uh, you know, we're we're still supporting uh, leave no taste leave no trace program. It's a great program. But this is a step beyond that we're going to take on and try to take it to the next level. So, so how will that be done? How do you implement that as you move forward? Well, I think the biggest thing is is uh, we just had this discussion at the uh, at the national meeting, and I think each of the states and each of the chapters within those states will uh, get up to speed on the things that need to be done, uh, the next steps, and. So anyone who, I mean, it's a great opportunity. If somebody really cares about uh, keeping their trails, keeping their trails open, this is a great opportunity and a great time because we could certainly use your help uh, to to get in connection with your with your local chapter um, and and get involved in this process because we will be developing it as we go. Uh, but however, we've already got the the basics down. We're just implementing. We're going to begin implementing that uh, this year. Um, and you know, and, and you probably already know this, but you know, Backcountry Horsemen uh, of America has grown to 32 states now. There's, I think, 198 chapters, so we're pretty widespread. And yeah. uh, just really encourage people to to look and see if if there's one close to them. Yeah, yeah, and and to be able to get involved, they need to visit is it bcha.org. Yes, exactly. They just go to that website, and you can find a local chapter and uh, and get involved in a, in a really meaningful way. Keep these trails open, not only for the uh, people that use the horses and mules, but for other trail users as well. 
and we'd encourage you to do that. Um, Mac, if, if I'm not mistaken, you did a little, you do a little bit of um, uh, packing, don't you? We do. Uh, we have we have an outfitting business here in Montana, and uh, we go primarily into the Bob Marshall Wilderness. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for us to to meet people from all over the country and all over the world, and kind of spread the. Uh, you know, we get a lot of people that have kind of been in love with horses and mules their whole lives, but they haven't had the opportunity to actually get out and enjoy that and. In some of the pristine country that we still have, and so it's it's a real pleasure to be able to take them out and uh, uh, and and share that with them. Yeah, are more people? Uh, do you think more people are getting out on the trails now than had been during the pandemic period, or has that lessened any? I know a lot of people were going to get outside just because they, you know they were. It was. It was kind of the one place people could go and get away from other people during the pandemic. Now the pandemic was actually an incredibly busy time, uh, and I, I feel bad we we were turning people away. Um, but um, yeah, no, it 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 really hasn't slowed down a whole lot when you look at the visitation. Um, you know, just uh, the, the number of people across the the country that are wanting to get out. Has, has really exploded. Uh, when you look at some of the national park numbers, um, you know, uh, Glacier National Park, it took them forever to get to 1 million just a few years ago. And this year they're, they're looking at over 2 million visitors oh, just wow. to the Glacier Park. So, wow. it's, you know, the number of people that are looking to get out and see things is, is really going up. And, um, and, and so, you know, it, it's a good thing, but, but again, I mean, that kind of feeds into our concern is that as more and more people get out and use our public lands, we want to make sure that all of them, whether they're stock users or not, but make sure that all of them are using that resource in a, in a responsible manner and taking care of it so that when the next person comes through, they get to enjoy the same thing. Well, I, I, we're going to encourage people to do that and be careful, leave no trace, and uh, be light on the land when you're out there. Because, um, you know, I always hate to get out on the trail and see people where they've just discarded these plastic water bottles or, uh, heaven forbid, Coke cans or something like that. But uh, it's just the little things, I think, that people need to be aware of uh, when they're out, wrappers and... and uh, and of course, our livestock can do some damage as well as you were addressing just a minute ago. Um, anything in particular that uh, went on with the national board that that you need to talk with us about? Well, a lot of it was just uh, was was routine business type things. Um, I think uh, I think probably just the. The, you know, handling the number of people that I think are interested in stock use, uh, trying to trying to be the best organization to come back to them uh, and meet the needs that they have, regardless of where they're at. I mean, it's very different in Montana than it is in Indiana or Kansas right. or Tennessee or right. whatever. So, so there's a wide variety of needs that uh, that exist out there, and so uh, trying to meet all those needs is uh, was a big part of our conversation as far as just trying to make sure that 
you know, everyone is included in those discussions and, and we can do as much as we possibly can to help them out. Yeah. I think you had some legends that showed up during uh, some of these meetings this week as well. Didn't I see something about Mr. Smoke Elser that was, uh, was there? He was, yes. Uh, Smoke and, and Delmo were both there. Um, of course, Smoke is, uh, he, he uh, wasn't one of the original founders of Backcountry Horsemen. Right. But he's been in it uh, within very shortly after that. And so he's got a long, long history of, uh, he was an outfitter. In fact, uh, Smoke is a very integral part of our, our business. But right. um, he, he has continued to stay involved with education and natural resource management. Uh, he's in his 80s, and um, is, I guess, you know, his, his body might be wearing down, but his mind is sharp as a tack, and, and uh, his dedication has just been, been incredible, and, and the history that he can bring uh, forward. So, you know, the field adages as far as if you don't understand your history, you're bound to repeat mistakes. And so That's right. uh, his, his ability to do that um, has, has just been incredible. Wow. Wow. Well, I, 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 you know, I need to, I need to make a meeting sometime just to meet some of you guys that have been on the show all these years. This is, I think Mac, probably the ninth or 10th year that Backcountry Horsemen of America has been on Equestrian Legacy Radio. Is that long time? Yes, that's, that's correct. Right. It that has been. A, and, uh, yeah. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to, to visit from time to time about different issues. So uh, thanks for thanks for having us. Well, you're very welcome. It's always great to have you. And we kind of got off track just a little bit. We usually usually are on the first Thursdays of the month and and uh, because of some changes that were taking place. Excuse me, you were kind enough to come on this week. And uh, and I know it's been kind of tough because a lot of people have been traveling uh, during this period with your convention going on. And uh, how many people did you have that showed up for the uh, for the uh, both the convention and the board meeting? Well, let's see. I think registered uh, participants for each one was in the range of upper just under two hundred. Uh, oh wow! Each. So you know that's about you know, about 400 between the two. And then there was a lot of other guests that were there as well. So it was well attended. Um, and like we were saying, I mean, a lot of those people flew out uh, either, uh, well, most of them flew out today, this morning. And yeah. uh, I was, I'm, I'm close enough. I'm only an hour away from where the meeting was. So it, uh, it was pretty convenient for me to get home and, and uh, be able to touch bases with you. But, but a lot of them are traveling and, and, uh, Hopefully their weather's good. Well, I hope everybody stays safe and travels well. I know that uh, back here in Tennessee today, we have uh, uh, what they call a code red because of the dryness that they're cautioning everybody to um, don't light any fires because there's a fire hazard, a fire danger on right here. Right. What has been what has been the biggest problem? Uh, this year for backcountry horsemen in in the uh, in the trails has it been the the rains the the fires uh, and back here with tornadoes but what's been the biggest problem 
biggest challenge? Well, we're we're going to just be finding out what the winter did to us here in the next month or so. I mean, we're still getting snow. They uh, they got 10 inches at Great Falls and 20 inches in Lewistown last oh, night. Wow. So wow, it's supposed to be spring. It's supposed to be spring, and it's it's not showing up. But when you get uh, when you get heavy snowfalls like that, and we've had it all winter. Um, we don't really know what we've got until that snow melts. And then of course, when the snow melts, you get the, uh, the runoff on right. onto the trails and into the river systems and trails wash out or roads wash out. Last year was a really bad year. A lot, a lot of people around the country heard about Yellowstone and how those roads washed out with the, with the snow melt in the spring. I, I would not be surprised if we don't see some of that again this year just because of the snow snowfall. We're well over 100% in most places, uh, 100% of normal. So, yeah. um, you know, and then you get the winter winds and things like that. So Mother Nature can be pretty rough on, on trails and, and backcountry. And as uh, soon as this melts out, we'll be getting in the hills and, and trying to evaluate just how bad a winter we had. And with any luck, it's not too bad, but uh, it does it does look like there's going to be some issues this year. Well, you know, it's a it's a cursing and a blessing to get the amount of snow that we've seen all across the West this year because they need the moisture. You need the moisture. You need that. You're, but, abs- uh, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, but anyway. Well, Mac, it's great to have you on the show today. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. And... Uh, uh, Look forward to having you back again. We'll have to talk about your outfitting again. And I didn't didn't we have your lovely wife join us on one of these shows? We did. We did. Yeah, Connie was on, and and uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what the topic was you guys were talking about, but uh, uh, she was on. And and uh, uh, again, I, I just appreciate you having us, and we enjoy your show. Well, thank you so much, and look forward to having you back as well. And uh, we appreciate Backcountry Horsemen of America and the relationship that we've had for all these years and um, look forward to having you back again. So thanks, Mac. I appreciate you. You're very welcome. Have a great day. All right. You too. We're going to take a listen to this. Be back in just a minute on Saddle Up America. Saddle my horse in the darkness, ride out in the morning dew. I want to breathe some air that's never been breathed. I want to drink the wine of freedom, toast the good ones that we knew. I want to count a million stars and think of you. Want to see one more hometown rodeo or its hats off for the flag. We'll cheer that fucking horse in the wild ride. I want to shoot a hole in my TV set and let the silence ring on through. I want to count a million stars and think of you. Don't tell me that the West is dead and gone. My poor heart can't stand to hear that subtle song. If you're saying that you missed it all, I'm betting that you're wrong. Don't tell me it's dead and gone. Want to see one more Charlie Russell print? 
some old sail barn to bay Where the old men over coffee tell their tales I want to ride out with the wagon Smell the scent of springtime sage I want the wind at my back on down the trail Want to see suntan, cowgirl cheeks and long braids neath a hat Want to hear the summer rain on the roof at a country dance Then we'll ride out our raging storm to the light come shining through And then I count a million stars and think of you Tell me that the West is dead and gone My poor heart can't stand to hear that sad old song If you're saying that you missed her all I'm betting that you're wrong Don't tell me it's dead and gone Don't tell me it's dead and gone Mr. R.W. Hampton, don't tell me. And, uh, well, it's been fun today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network with the Campfire Cafe and our good friend, Mr. Gary McMahon and Floyd Beard. And it is always, always a pleasure to have my lovely wife on to co-host with me. And we appreciate her taking the time to do that while Bobby Bell was out in Santa Clarita this week. But uh, great show, and appreciate Backcountry Horseman America and Mac Long joining us because then Mac kind of doesn't usually come on the show, but because everybody was traveling, he was. We appreciate him taking the time to do that as well. We want to remind you that we have a new show that started this year. It's called Live from Nashville. It comes on on Saturdays beginning at noon Central Standard Time, and then just like Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. You can find it at equestrianlegacy.net, our website, as well as iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Well, thanks for joining us today. Be sure and join us again next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe followed by Saddle Up America, and then again every Saturday for Live from Nashville at equestrianlegacy.net. We're going to close out the show today with a great song from New West. It's called One, it's one called Buckaroo Dream. Thanks for listening. Blowing. There's no use in 
Looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.